Let's open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Verse 18. And walking by the sea, that's Jesus, of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they immediately left the nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them, follow me. And they immediately left the boat and their father and followed him. May God bless his word. My subject today is an invitation to follow Jesus. Each step through life, we must walk close to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you know what? In our day and age, this is the only way to maintain a balance in this life. Or you want to use the word equilibrium. It's the only way to maintain such an equilibrium, even in the midst of a stormy life we're going through. When all is good and rosy, when the sun is shining and the shepherds care for us, everything is good, we are happy. And when we go through valleys and stormy weather, we sometimes question. We have some question marks in our lives. But remain, remember, this fact's fact remains. We can have peace that passes all understanding if we are following Jesus. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Because we are following in the Savior's footsteps, we will never have any problem. And you know when we follow, you know what follows us? Remember the shepherd's verse, surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. We follow Jesus and then he sandwiches us between him and uh, mercy and grace and love and compassion follows us. Today, I want to present you with a couple of uh, words. The invitation, I want you to know that, the invitation is general. Down through the centuries, even to this very hour, the invitation our Lord issued to the fishermen of old on the Sea of Galilee has continued to be extended. He never stopped. How do you respond to these words of Jesus? Let me ask you this question. Let's go into the subject. 
how do you respond if you received an invitation from Jesus to follow you? Do you seem at only such a call that was issued 2,000 years ago? Or do you feel at this very moment that the Lord is calling you to follow him? Do you think this is ancient history? Or do you think this invitation was issued only to those disciples of old? Or this invitation is limited to certain class of people? I don't think so. This invitation, though it was issued for those, and it was issued also for everyone who wants to follow him. He said, he said, Come to me, what? All. Come to me, all, that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's why he asked you to follow him. And I thank God I followed him almost 60 years ago. Can you believe that? And I am continuing to, continue to follow him. Number one, the word follow me is an encouragement and an uplifting word to those who know the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you know the Lord today, you know the meaning of following Jesus. Following Jesus is obeying Jesus, is doing his will in your life, in having a communication daily with him, in having a prayer time daily with him, is coming to church and listening to his voice is going to work and living a Christian life at work, is going to school and telling others that I am different than, than all the other students. I don't take drugs. I don't partake in anything else that is contrary to what I'm learning from Jesus because I am a follower of Christ. When the Lord sought Peter at the very beginning, he told him, follow me. He followed him. And Peter fell just before crucifixion. But Jesus sought him on that Wonderful breakfast they had together on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. And he addressed him. He restored him. He loved him. And he told him, Peter, do you love me? What do you think Peter answered? You know the story. Oh, Lord, you know I love you. Peter, do you really, truly love me? He said, you know, Lord. I'm telling you, I love you. <laughs> they used to talk to each other. Then he told him, feed my sheep, and then don't look here or there. Just follow me. And Peter went on to follow the Lord Jesus Christ until he left this scene here. Wasn't that wonderful? He was looking for him to encourage him and restore him. And follow me, take it, Christians today, 
the Lord wants to encourage you that as long as you follow me, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Follow me also is an invitation to friendship with the Lord Jesus Christ. How would you like to be a friend of the one who created you? And this, he wants to give you a new life and a life filled with joy and happiness. He did not think of the disciples when he called them to follow him in terms of being personal servants. No, not at all. He saw in them as friends. He took them to, uh, to his heart and he confided to them. And you know, look what he told them. Look what he told them. In uh, John chapter 15, verses 14 and 15, you, Jesus is addressing the disciples, you are my friends. If you do what I command you, if you do what I command you, would you like to be a friend of Jesus this, morning, this afternoon now? Would you? Would you like to call Jesus my friend? Well, let me, let me ask you, would you follow his commandments? Would you obey him? Would you listen when he talks to you? No longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing. But listen to this. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard from my father I have made, made known to you. You know, you can call a, a person your friend when you get intimately together with them. When you just confide secrets. And he was confiding to them what he heard from the father. He confided to them that he's going to be crucified. He's going to die. On the third day, he's going to rise up. Just, you are no more strangers, but friends of the Lord Jesus Christ. What a, what a privilege to be called a friend of Jesus. What a privilege to be encouraged by Jesus. A third point under the invitation is general, is it is to those who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ yet. It's an invitation. It's an invitation to you if you don't know Jesus as Savior this afternoon. He's, he's asking you to follow me, to experience his forgiveness. He's calling you to abandon the old way of life and take a new way in life. To, to have a new, a new experience with him. To experience that peace that passes understanding when you follow him. The invitation is open. It's not restricted to any creed, to any race, to any color, to any nation. It's all over, he says. God loved the world. He gave his only son to all You are invited this afternoon to take Jesus as Savior. And may I say this, before you leave this place, ask yourself this question. Is he my Savior? Is he my friend? Is he the one who encourages me every day and gives me strength to continue until I see him face to face? Remember that he is calling you to submit 
and surrender to his will. And I promise you one thing, a new life begins. A new life begins, would you? Say, they didn't teach us like this when we were young. What we teach here is no religion. We teach the Bible, the word of God as is. And he said, follow me. I would ask you and beseech you, follow him if you don't know him. The invitation is still open for you. No matter what religion you're in, or where you come from, the Lord is saying, come and follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Second point, the invitation carries a promise, listen to this, and of fruitfulness, promise of fruitfulness. And of course, come sacrifices. He said, I will make you fishers of men. What was the response of the disciples? If I may ask you, what was the response? They left everything. James and John were in the boat, fishing, the nets and all with their dad. Their father was a well-to-do man. He, he had boats and he, he was a fisherman. They left dad, they left, they left the nets, they left everything, and they followed Jesus Christ. And you know, you know what we know about them. We know about John who followed him all the way. He was the youngest of the, all disciples, if you remember him. Okay, John was following him even, even during the crucifixion. He was following after Peter. Though Peter denied him, but John kept on and kept on, and he followed him. Though some of the disciples were dispersed and they were hiding, but John, John, little John, I call him, okay, uh, young John, he followed him and followed him, and he was, he was so close to his mother that on the cross he looked at him, he says, John, would you please take care of your mother, the mother of Jesus. He never wavered. He never wavered. But it pays at the end, as well as it pays with every Christian, with every person who followed the Lord Jesus Christ. He got persecuted, and many people laughed at him. And he was asked by the authorities at that time, John, we want to banish you. Where? To an island away from people. There he would go and die, right? This is what the world thinks. John was banished to the island of Patmos. And then, instead of sitting and crying and say, woe unto me, what happened to me, have pity on himself. He didn't have a pity party, I tell you one thing, because he didn't have a chance when he was there, the one who loved him so much. You know what he was called, John? Who knows what he was called? Yes, Dean. The disciple who Jesus loves. Why did he love him so? He followed him all the way. Do you want Jesus to love you? And love you more? And tells you, when he sits, come during the last, the last supper, he was sitting by him, and he was hearing, 
hearing his voice, he was, Jesus didn't have favoritism, but I would think that John was treated differently. That's me. I'm not teaching favoritism here. We're all equal in the eyes of God. But somehow, and when after he rose from the death, John was sitting and his head was on the shoulder of our Lord Jesus Christ. He could hear his heart. This is, this is the result of following Jesus. And the result, greater than that, when people thought that John is going to die, an old man on the island of Fatmas, who came to visit him there? Who came? The Lord Jesus Christ. He was there. And he fell. He said, no, I'm dead. I am dead. He said, no, 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 John. He heard the voices. I know the voice. He saw Jesus Christ in all his glory and said, I'm going to give you a job because you followed me. You honored me. You never wavered. You took care of my mother. I want to honor you here. I want to tell you how this world is going to end. And I want to, to write about the book of Revelation, all of it. You know that he wrote it all. It was given to him. He saw everything firsthand. We're going to see it secondhand. But he saw it firsthand. And we have the book of Revelation that is one of the most precious books that we have. A promise of fruitfulness. You follow Jesus, you'll be a fruitful person. These disciples did not offer an excuse when he told them, follow me. You know? Other people, when he met them, he says, come and follow me. And someone told him, Lord Jesus, we will follow you anywhere you go. We know what he answered him, the Lord. So the birds have nests and people have homes, but I don't have a place to lay my head on. What do you say to that? Do you still want to follow me? And he asked him, do you want? He said, I forgot to tell you. I just got married and I need to go see my wife. Excuses. What is your excuse today not following Jesus? The one told him, the other guy told him, I bought, I bought a, couple of, a couple of cows. I want to go see them. As if you buy the cows before you see them, you know. I bought a piece of land, I want to go check it out, as if, as if you don't check it out before. But excuses, uh, remember the excuses you hear nowadays. You invite people to church, it says, we're coming, when? Two, two weeks from now, but when the time comes, they have something to do, and excuses to come with. These disciples never had any excuse whatsoever. Especially John, they just went all the way, all the way, and lived their lives. And what happened to them? They turned the world upside down. They turned the world upside down. They went on to change the world for Jesus Christ. It comes with fruitfulness. You want to be fruitful in your life? You want people to say, well... He is a blessing. She is a blessing in my life. You want people to think good of you all the time. Well, I tell you one thing. 
be a follower of Jesus Christ. He will change your life and he'll make it, he will change it to the better. I said last week, when Jesus comes to your home, when Jesus comes to your life, when Jesus comes to your heart, he will change it to the better. Without Jesus, it goes worse. Backward, but forward with Jesus Christ. They tell me, satisfaction comes to a fisherman when he lands a large fish and has it safely in his net. You, how many people who go fishing here? Okay. You are happy when you have that, <laughs> that fish in the net, right? Okay. I'm glad you are communicating with me. All right. A much greater thrill comes to the person who is used by the Holy Spirit to help another person find Jesus Christ as his Savior. This is a bigger fish. When you, when you bring a person to open his or her eyes to the Lord Jesus Christ and find a Savior there. I find someone who can answer all your questions and give you life and give your life a true meaning. Is it all rosy? Life comes with all its blessings and all its experiences and all its tests. But Lord, the Lord tells them in Luke chapter 9, verse 23 also, if you want to open it, here I have it. He gave them the choice. 9.23, and Jesus said to all those people, he said, if anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself. And take up his cross daily. And what? And follow me. Sometimes it's rosy. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes we're up. Sometimes we're not. We're down. But through it all, if Jesus is with you, you will never fail. And he will never leave you. And you will come to a safe shore all the time. The world says, follow me, and I will fail you. That's the world. The flesh says, follow me, and I will destroy you. But Christ says, follow me, and I will give you rest. Are you with me on this? And to accept this invitation is very easy. You don't have to do anything. While in your seat, say, Lord, I want to follow you. Christians, if you haven't been really walking the way you should, you've not followed him truly the way he wants you to follow, this is your time to say, Lord, I follow you. This is a time to discover the highest possible 
human happiness in your life. That means to abide in him and love him and obey him and he will enable you to be fruitful in life, to be a blessing, to be productive in ministry, to be productive in your job, to be productive in your school and to be a person after God's own heart. Would you yield yourself to him today? Would you say, Lord, I heard your voice loud and clear. I will follow. Some followed him because he fed them. But they didn't last. Some followed because he healed the sick. They didn't last. Some followed because he touched their lives. They lasted. And he had friends. And he had people who followed him. I wonder, at this hour, if you heard his voice. And I want my life to be changed. I want to follow Jesus. And I want to live to honor you in my life. Like those disciples and those millions of people who followed him and found true joy and happiness in their lives. I came across a nice poem that describes everything, what, how men take the word follow and follow me. And I will end with this. And a writer, I wish I had his name or her name. They said, they, the crowd, they followed him by thousands when he took some fish and bread. And a banquet in the desert by his miracle was spread. They sang aloud Hosanna. And they shouted praise his name when in an hour of glory to Jerusalem he came. They followed him when he told them of a kingdom and a home. But when he went to Calvary, he went there all alone. It seems that many people still would follow him today if he only went to places where everything was gay. For the kingdom that they're seeking isn't one the world scorns, and the crown of which they're singing isn't one that's made of thorn. Oh, they'll follow for the fishes over land and over sea, and they will join the church at Zion, but not church, not the church at Calvary. It's so easy, friends. It's so easy, friends, to follow when the nets are full of fish. When the loaves are spread before you and you're eating all you wish. When no lands, nor lots, nor houses, and no friendships are at stake. When there's no mob no mock you to mock you and you have no cross to take, but you'll need some faith to follow down through Gethsemane and you'll need some love to follow up to Calvary. Would you follow him? Regardless? I, say, I have difficulties in life. That's a cross. That's what he said. 
takes faith to follow all the way to Gethsemane, to Calvary. You follow him, there's a promotion. There's a, something what we call fruit in following him. And there's also a price to be paid. But the price is nothing compared to the joy of walking behind Jesus, following him all the way. You feel that you are safe and secured. As he promised, he will keep you always. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Let's bow our heads. If you really, really earn in your heart, say, Lord Jesus, I want to follow you. Just say this prayer. Lord, I've been following so many things in life, and they didn't give me satisfaction. But help me to follow you. I want to follow you now. Come into my heart. Change me. I believe you're the only one who can give me true satisfaction. Save me from sin and wash me with your blood. Then I'll become a follower of you. And I will honor you in my life, not for a couple of weeks or months or years. I will honor you until we meet again in the air. Say a prayer while there. He's calling you. Don't say tomorrow or next time I hear about it. There, this opportunity might not come again. Father, we are so thankful that we have the opportunity still to meditate on your word. And help us, Lord, to be all of us here in this auditorium, followers of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wash the hearts that are away from you. Clean the lives that need to be cleaned. Make each and every man or woman here a new creation in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And help us to live a life worthy of this calling. You said, follow me. And here we are, Lord. We want to follow you. Give us the strength, the power, and uh, the grace to continue without fail. Dismiss us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.